0: This is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world.
1: Music Stories with Tony Lloyd.
0: Bill Walichka, thank you very much for talking to me on Music Stories. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. What an honor to hang out with you and uh, talk. Talk about music. Talk about life. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm just. I feel sorry for your audience. For parts of your audience, most of your audience don't know who the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to put
0: that straight. Um, you're you're in Canada at the moment. Um, yes, I, sir. I would say to it, people listening in England that you are uh, Canada's answer to Terry Wogan, who's no longer with us, sadly. But he was a massive radio presenter. Uh, TV personality, an interviewer, um, a a charity fundraiser, and so on. And Mm. from what I know about you, which isn't a lot, uh, you could be compared to good old Terry, um, who is so popular on the British uh, scene. Um, I've had a look at your uh, resume, and um, I'm not even going to go there because it's so long and so involved. You've got so much experience i'm only 21 no,
1: i'm kidding <laughs> i wish
0: i can say to listeners to this podcast that i'm talking to Bill on on um on zoom and he does look i would say probably 23 not 21 sorry um <laughs> uh, you've got a book out which i'm going to talk about in, in a moment oh, you will um you've had uh it says here 35 years in the business um you've been a morning show presenter uh, you've been um, requested by many stars to interview them on TV and radio. You've done I have red- a good publicist, don't I? Yeah. wrote yeah. <laughs> <read> all this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, you can put it all straight in a minute. Uh, you've done red carpet awards, uh, reporting and producing and so on and so on and so on and so on. Uh, a fascinating uh, career. And because you're so young, there's still obviously plenty more to come. Um, So can you tell me first off, how you got into all that uh, from when you were very young? Oh man, it's
1: a long story. Um, When I say much music, everyone in Canada knows what much music is. Uh, We had some pockets in the US where we did quite well in some markets. You can compare it to MTV in the US, what much music meant to Canada. And uh, some pockets around the world sort of did another version of Much Music and licensed, almost like a franchise. And so I started at Much Music in Toronto uh, in 1988 as an editor, a videotape editor. Sort of fell into the on-air stuff around 92. Um, And uh, this whole time, never gave up the editing and the producing. Like, I love the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. I really do. To me, that's... it's. uh, I think it sort of helps with my OCD um, in that when you edit maybe a five minute story or an hour special for TV, you're using pictures, you're using an interview, maybe several interviews, maybe music clips, and you're piecing everything together. And there's a million ways to edit and produce an hour special, mm. um, but finding that way that you know, uh, moves people by watching, I think, is uh, a talent that I've always aspired to have. So when we talk about a career in television, yeah, it's more than just holding a mic out or more than sitting across from a star um, to do an interview. I love the entire realm of television.
0: The production of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really do. And... Uh, much music spawned much more music like mtv spawned vh1 uh i made the jump to much more music in 2000 by around 2005 i was just sort of i saw the writing on the wall with with the way entertainment was being presented everything was about a 10 second soundbite uh it wasn't about The art or the creativity it was about you know who's sleeping with who who's got cellulite who's in rehab i just i just i thought it was a disservice to the fans i thought it was a disservice to the artist uh we had a new director of music programming around that time in 2005 and i came back with a 30-minute amazing david bowie special or uh david bowie interview i was going to turn into an hour special my boss said david bowie is that going to get any ratings i don't know if that's going to get ratings for an hour special and i remember thinking oh my god you're the director of the music, you're the director of music programming for a national television service on tv you have no clue who people are <laughs> oh dear. um anyway so i i stepped down i left and um took on a morning show television hosting presenting position in edmonton alberta canada did that for a year missed ontario came back to ontario uh found my way in ottawa the nation's capital to learn weather broadcasting and right. weather presenting i did that for six years and then i've been here in kingston ontario for about 12 years uh hosting and producing a televised morning show So in a nutshell, that's it. But um, in those 17 years of being in Toronto at Much Music and Much More Music, fortunate enough to talk to every single one of my heroes uh, and then some, you know, um, Oasis is one of my favorite bands. I got to hang out with Oasis, Liam and Noel several times over the years. Uh, Liam's always been nice to me by the way I know there's a lot of horror stories with interviewers and Liam but uh, last time I saw him he gave me a hug so um, yeah and and so this is the 35th year of me being in the in television and uh, there's a much music documentary coming out in the fall uh, which I was interviewed for and much music hasn't been around in a while and so there's a whole generation out there that really doesn't know how music television was presented in Canada and uh so yeah proud of my time there and so i just wanted this i started writing the book a couple of years ago um sort of fell into it and um why did you decide to write the book i started during covid there's all these podcasts coming up and i kept getting asked to do podcasts be a special guest on uh people's podcasts talking about the 90s or much music or my life or career or whatever and so all these stories started coming back and i started writing some down this would have been around towards the end of 2021 and uh i just started writing one day and halfway through i think 2022 realized i think i'm onto something (laughs) i might have a book here and i just kept writing and formatting it writing and writing and by the end of the year i had uh a book and Shopped it around, and I went with a publisher that could have it out by the end of the summer of 2023, and that's where we're at. It's been out for stove, uh, under a month. Uh, it's made several. I hate saying this. It's made. It's,
0: go on, yeah, look at go me. Uh, Give yourself some it, credit. It, it's
1: <laughs> it, it's made some several um, lists. <laughs> Good best selling lists already. Excellent. And I've done a ton of interviews for it, and I'm just grateful people care and that Hmm. people are still interested in something I did back in 1995 or 2005.
0: Maybe people are are interested in the stories and they can relate to them, perhaps.
1: I think nostalgia is big. I think as we get older, we look back on certain years of our lives, and music does that for me. Hmm. uh, Where you look back fondly, maybe you miss some of those times and uh you know it's like me collecting hockey cards i used to collect hockey cards when i was a kid and i stopped in my teen years and 20s and i started collecting hockey cards again like 10 years ago um there's something magical and nostalgic uh, about having these these touchstones to your youth i think mm. um i'm wearing a cure t-shirt i love the cure i have been a cure fan since high school um i've interviewed robert many, many times over the years. I just saw them in Toronto, uh, a sold out show in June. And I looked around and I'm sure everyone was having the same feeling I did. And that is, man, I've always loved The Cure, every album. There's moments of brilliance on every record, I think. But yeah, certain songs take you back to a certain period that Mm. just make you feel good. Yeah, And hopefully this book does that for some people with a lot of stories. The
0: happy times. And yeah. um in, in fact your book is called A Happy Has Been Exciting Times <laughs> and Lessons Learned. Um uh, Why it Has Been? Because you're still here. You're still you're not that's a past tense thing. You're still here. I
1: Yeah, uh, I did my career backwards. I started off on a national level in a major market, and I eventually found my way down to a smaller market, uh, a smaller city. Most people do it the other way around. (laughs) I was fortunate and lucky to start off uh, right at the top here in Canada, I guess you could say. And so when I left, I worked into into some smaller markets, and I'm sure there are people across Canada who all of a sudden I was gone one day and said, what the hell happened to that guy? Or if I may have come up in conversations somewhere over the years, or if someone remembered me, or if someone saw something of mine on YouTube, probably thought, man, out of sight, out of mind, um, where is he up to now? Is he dead? Uh, oh. So yeah, to some, I, have, I am a has-been, only being remembered for a certain time. But there are some people in Canada that have followed me throughout my entire career, which blows my mind. There are people here in Kingston in Eastern Ontario and Canada an older audience, much older audience that don't know that I had a music journalism oh. past. Oh. So it's sort of self-deprecating. It's it's a nod to a time. Uh, but uh, I'm the happiest now that I've ever been in my entire life. So hence the happy has been. What do you think people- And I are talk getting- about, I talk about perception and success and what success yeah. means to people and, um, uh it's important for me and i know that you have a podcast talking about telling people's lives Mm -hmm. from all walks of life i talk about that in the book uh and that is we all have a story i'm sitting in my office at home and i'm looking across the street and i see a guy cutting his grass he has a story i don't know it but and everyone's story is filled with moments of happiness and sadness and despair and excitement and surprises and mystique and just, you know, name an adjective and very few people get a chance to tell their story. And I talk about this in the book, especially how our culture now is geared towards putting people on pedestals like reality show stars. Mm -hmm. And I learned a long time ago because I've spent a lot of time with big, big celebrities most of my career. And that I think we should be elevating people around us not necessarily celebrities or stars. Not that music is doesn't have its place in our lives and how important it is, but we should be putting first responders on pedestals. Mm, definitely. You know, look at the fires going around uh, all over the world right mm. now. And these are people running into it, not running away from it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just that idea of elevating everyone around us, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the, this, my sister podcast, Human Stories, covers people's stories like that, as you know. Uh, so maybe this will have to go on there as well, I think. <laughs> and you'll go on both, both uh, streams. Um, what do you think people get out of reading a book? I mean, will it make them uh, – will it put them straight? Will it make them happy? Uh, will it solve anything for them? What, what do you think people will get out of the book?
1: One of the things I didn't want it to be is this, this old guy going, I remember that time that I interviewed – I don't know all the members of Led Zeppelin or remember that time I interviewed whoever Madonna at her house or Mick Jagger. I didn't want it to be that. Um, I wanted it to be a collection of stories and maybe some, uh, background highlights of things and times and people that they didn't really get to see on the air, but just some funny stories that led up to the interview or maybe Mm -hmm. after, uh, I wanted it to, um, chronicle a time in television and bring it up to date with where we are at now with pop culture entertainment. The book works on different levels. If you don't know who I am, I I, I think it's an interesting read. If you know who I am, I think it's an interesting read. If you like music and uh, television, I think it's an interesting read. The book works on different levels, I think, but ultimately uh, also, with certain messages and little life lessons I've learned along the way, like that idea of elevating everyone around us.
0: Mm. Very important. Any funny little stories or anecdotes you can uh, relate to from the book?
1: There's so many and so many perfect circles is what I call them, where I was a fan of a music act in grade school or high school. And then like years later, spending time with them. I'm talking about having patches on my jean jacket or buttons and like, you know, hanging around with Ozzy for a few days on his private jet and I'm just hanging out with him. Um, yeah. one story. speaking of Ozzy, one story that comes to mind is I've interviewed him a number of times over the years. This one particular assignment, we had to fly into Long Island, New York, uh, join up with him and Sharon. He was doing an in-store for uh, an album and then uh, just join up with him and spend three days on the road with him, and then fly out of I want to say Philadelphia a couple of days later back to Toronto. Um, while Ozzy was doing his in store this in store appearance and signing autographs at a record store, his manager, who's no longer with us, pulled me aside and goes, "You've talked to Ozzy before, right?" And I go, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Well, and he's a great interview. Ozzy he speaks in these magical." Sound bites. I can imagine. It's every journal every journalist's dream to have an interview subject like Ozzy. What a character he, goes, he is. What a character. And he's still with us, man. And he's still funny, too, and I love that. But he said, well, you've only interviewed him for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You haven't spent days with him. And he goes, I'm going to tell you something. You'll get used to it, but it surprises people where if you're having a conversation with Ozzy, and if it's just a conversation in a car, Or a van, and you're not being interviewed, he's not being interviewed. You're talking, or you're talking somewhere, and you're standing close to him talking. He'll just wander away in the middle of a conversation. And I guess you can chalk it up to years of drug abuse where his brain sort of works in fractured sort of moments or sections so that he can only concentrate so much uh, for a certain period of time. And then he'll pick up that conversation a couple of days later, like as if no time has passed. <laughs> and to him, that's a normal conversation. Yeah. We were talking about smoking, I think. Um, I just bought a condo and it didn't smell like smoke. And I was, forget what the conversation was and he gave up smoking years ago. We were talking about that and then he just sort of walked away. And then we are um, in a car a couple of days later and he starts talking about my condo and how it must be great it doesn't smell like smoke and i go, what <laughs> oh yeah that's what we were talking about a couple of days ago yeah <laughs> and it's it's funny that you uh you have to, this is his life and i'm sure everyone around him everyone close to him yeah yeah knows that yeah deals with that but uh, brilliant brilliant
0: okay is there's a rumor there's a rumor going around that that you might be um in a film about your life is that true
1: there's a documentary on much that's coming out next month, yeah. Uh, But there's actually a local filmmaker, when he found out about my book, the idea of this (laughs) national television music journalist eventually finding his way down to uh, a a smaller city doing local television. He created this sort of parallel universe where he thought – how about if this guy continues to try and get back to toronto or get back to a major market to relive those golden years that he once had and uh, so he's cast me playing myself in a in a parallel universe where by the end of the film the script uh, i'm happy where i am but it's I, I did a table read with the other actors uh it's hilarious i take the piss out of myself in a lot of ways i take the piss out of celebrity culture because in the movie i think i'm a big shot um and uh the first scene is going to be shot next month i'm actually emceeing a big uh, wrestling convention uh convention here in the kingston region i'm a big wrestling fan i emceed a lot of wrestling nights for charity and stuff this is pro wrestling i'm talking about there's a scene where i get thrown through a table by one of the wrestlers and i end up in the hospital and um so we're actually going to film that as the first scene to be shot next month i've been thrown through a table before well i was going to say is
0: that wise to do it first because it might delay the rest of the filming if you (laughs) if you get injured
1: (laughs) if it's done right it looks devastating (laughs) and it doesn't tickle it it hurts but for the most part you do get up after if it's done right and that's the thing i have my knees have to be positioned a certain way um Mm the guy who picking me up over his head and falls back he has to land a certain way so if everything falls into place the way it should it'll look great the crowd gathered will love it and uh on film it's gonna look amazing oh
0: <laughs> well, good luck and, with uh, that good luck with that and yeah. um, i hope i don't get a call from a hospital in canada in in a few weeks time saying you know what
1: tony come pick him up
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it didn't go quite well <laughs> Okay, after that, what's happening in your, your very busy career after that? Um, you know, you've got the book. Um, are you going to write another one? Are you doing more music stuff? What, what's, what have you got in your head? Business
1: I'm- as usual, hosting and producing this, yeah. uh, this awesome morning show here in Kingston, Ontario. Um, I keep adding book dates and signings all over Ontario. I'm very excited about that. And... Um, and the documentary about much music is going to tour Canada. So I'll be on tour with that. So my boss has been really great about giving me the time off. I need to to do this fun stuff on the side. I don't expect to make a lot of money from the book, um, but any money I do, uh, partial proceeds are going to go to the white ribbon campaign, which is men coming together to end men's violence against women and um, numerous women's shelters across Canada. And there's a reason why that, charity speaks to me specifically and uh so yeah i'm not. i'm not gonna get rich from the book it's been fun and i'm already thinking of the next book doing this all these book signings and hearing stories from people about yeah but what much music meant to them amazing
0: amazing Amazing indeed Uh, have you got any advice for people listening to this who who want to get into the industry uh they want to be a tv presenter uh they want to be a music, uh, journalists, uh, any advice you can give to people listening to this?
1: Oh, man, Um, I think it's a different day and age than when I first started. Um, I volunteered at much. Uh, The week I graduated from college from a radio and television broadcasting program was the week I got hired at much. So I was very lucky that way. Um, I think A lot of people are just doing it for themselves now, doing podcasts, having YouTube channels, and they're finding out along the way how to do it. And I think the most important thing is the art of the interview, and if you can nail that, and it's not something I guess you teach people, it's just something you observe and you watch, what makes a great interview. You certainly know what makes a bad interview. There's a lot of examples of that online and YouTube. But the idea of listening and engaging and contributing as a conversation, not necessarily as an interrogation, not a question, answer, question, answer, yeah. answer, much like we you're doing. Um, well, yeah, I have been doing it a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure you've seen interviews go sideways with yeah. some people and you want to crawl up your own butt going, oh, that looked bad. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there, there, is a, there is a knack, as you well know. Yeah. Um, Bill, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm going to let you go because uh, I I know that you're a really busy person because, you know, I'm I'm still halfway through your resume. (laughs) And your book, uh, Happy Has Been, Exciting Times and Lessons Learned, is out and available now everywhere. It sounds like a brilliant read. I'm going to see if I can get a copy off Amazon or somewhere and have uh, sent to me here in France to read and um, your website is bill dot ca which is Correct. the Canadian yeah. uh initials on websites ca.ca cool and we'll yeah. put yeah we'll put that all in the text that goes with this podcast on music stories and probably on human stories as well I should think uh because that's a different audience but I think they will be interested in listening to what you've had to say uh so
1: thanks again for talking to me bill I appreciate it Tony and keep up the great job, uh the great work you do and, and just telling people stories. I think we need more of that. And everyday people. Well done, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Tony Lloyd, creating audio and film worldwide.